Hey, hi, it's TJ Pandora Tear here, and I'm here to talk to you for a little bit here regarding Thanksgiving and the pagan community. Uh, something nobody wants to talk about. Also, we're going to be talking about how to deal with negative people in your life and maybe how to avoid psychic vampirism and how to destroy certain things in your life that keep coming back to haunt you regarding social media. There will be more and fun and things in that. So grab your broomsticks and your big spoon to stir that drama cauldron around, folks, because it's going to be a heck of a ride. See you in a bit. me and here we are back and welcome to the drama cauldron that is my life so about thanksgiving now i don't know if some of you know this but some of you i'm sure know that this the pagan community has always been in a weird state of crux yes do we celebrate it no do we not celebrate it due to the fact that a lot of people believe and they stand firm to this and agree with that it was a genocidal holiday because the english came and basically helped to wipe out a native americans and I don't agree with the concept of Thanksgiving. I like to look at it as a sort of, they were trying to help people and they got burned. So it's very sad and it's very, and I'm really glossing over this because I want to kind of keep the momentum going, but it is true that what do you do when you don't want to celebrate the holiday of basically a culture being traditionally wiped out which is apt the course in that time period and it's sad so what do you do when you've got great 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 aunt Lou Lulabelle and your uncle Stanley and they want to have Thanksgiving because their parents did it and their grandparents did it and it's usually the only time of the year that you can all get together and celebrate it basically pre-Yule is what I've always called it. Happy pre-Yule or post-Maybon. So, or post-Sowen. Because Thanksgiving is in November here in America and it's kind of like, it seems to be we should be having the feast and call it post-Maybon or having the feast and call it post-Sowen or pre-Yule. So it's kind of like it gets wedged in there. Now, If we want to go back in the far time machine of our souls and look back into the ancient texts, there has been a thanksgiving for Circe. There has been a thanksgiving or a giving of thanks to the goddesses of the harvests around the same time. And it was also very Babylonian and Sumerian and Mesopotamian as well this time of the year where they were doing basically post-Mabon. That's the best way I can call it. Post-Mabon. So what do you do? Well, I can tell you flat out, honest to the gods, that my family, we celebrated Thanksgiving growing up. There is no joke. There is no lie. It is all truth. We did celebrate a bonfire, though. We did sometimes have fire out of the fire pit because that's what you do when it's a little chilly around the edges. And, you know, we did have turkey. We were not vegetarian. We were not vegan. We were not vegetarian. Um, 
no joke we we ate cow it is a thing bear in mind my two uncles were both um meat cutters so it was not and my mother's father and mother were they owned a farm so you know i was surrounded by farm folk um you know growing up so it wasn't something that i have cut back on meat a lot though because it feels weird to eat something and love something at the same time i love fluffy cute adorable animals and then eat them it's very difficult in the subconscious to do and or the conscious not the subconscious you know what i meant anyway i'm babbling so what did we do for thanksgiving we actually did have thanksgiving now later on because my aunt diane she was a fam her family was basically from the appalachians uh, my aunt diane her family was out in the appalachian area mostly and um she was the first one in the family that kind of brought it to the attention of everyone that came to the the thanksgiving all of my other not pagan family would come like the catholic side of my family or the non-denominational family would come for thanksgiving and it was very difficult because my grandmother would be there or my great great uncle or something like that so it's kind of hard this is the one time of the year they get to see everybody and you're kind of in the same boat where if if you're i feel you if you're kind of like i don't want to celebrate this because it's ethically wrong but at the same time i don't want to really hurt grandma or my great aunt or my uncle or my cousins i don't get to see except once a year and this is it so my aunt diane she was the first one that made a a big thing about it i remember distinctly she was wearing buckskins one thanksgiving that the whole family came together she showed up in traditional buckskins like i said she came from the appalachian area originally and I was like, oh my God, where did you get that? She was very, very in tune with a lot of Native American crafts, Native American arts. She had a lot of friends that were Native American. She rode on a motorcycle with some friends that were Native American. That, you know, my Aunt Diane, she she lived the life, let me tell you. She was a hippie and an artist. And her and her husband, my Uncle Mike, yes, the same Uncle Mike, they basically were hippies they they were total total hippies they had a little wooden craft shop run out of their garage called gallery black and they would refinish carousel horses and they would make puzzles out of wood and that's probably where i got part of my creative gene from is my my uncle mike and my aunt diane no joke so she came in one year for thanksgiving complete with a smudging fan which this was the 80s so where she found one of these i have no idea and came in in full buckskin and just fringed out and her hair was braided back and i was like oh my gods and i'm watching my father lose his mind flipped his lid and ever since then i have made it my family tradition on thanksgiving to watch adam's family values that's my tradition is i will watch adam's family values because i will never forget the one thanksgiving we all went in costume to go see adam's family's values and wednesday adams christina ricci basically dressed in native american and she said it is my duty to burn you down to the ground pilgrims and i'm like oh my god whole audience flipped their lid 
So we got to give the Adams family their credit where their credit's due, right? So that's what we used to do. And then after my Aunt Diane did this demonstration of, and, and of the sacrifice the Native Americans made to make this country the way it is great, you know, hey, they were here first. And so my mom actually started going through a lot of books because that seemed to be her thing, Ms. Librarian. And so that's when we all decided when it wasn't a big family gathering, we had a little gathering of just the pagans. And we would call it, we called it post-Maybon basically, or pre-Yule, or second Halloween, or second Samhain. So I was like, second Samhain? So basically, my Samhain doesn't really end until Thanksgiving. Or the giving of thanks. Or the thanks of, um, of Circe. Uh, uh, Ceres, sorry. And there's another holiday. There's a Greek holiday. I, it's not Theomesophoria. It could be Theomesophoria. Theomesophoria is also called the Bitching Festival. Don't quote me on that if it's in Thanksgiving time. But there is one, Greco-Roman. It's called Theomesophoria, where y'all just, it's basically midnight margarita night. Y'all get liquored up and you all tell each other exactly what you think of each other. You brawl it out. And in the morning, everybody's still friends. So it's just like that one night a year, like, you're a rat jerk. Well, you're a fink. Well, yeah. And then next day they're like, oh, I love you. So there's that. But we would do the Thanksgiving and then we would do the post-Mabon or second Samhain, which I did like second Samhain. I thought that was pretty kind of cool. But usually nine times out of ten, pre-Yule. And so any of those would work. That worked for us. That was a total thing. It was doable. And it became a tradition to watch Adam's Family Values. And... You have to make traditions your own, I think, is what the point of the game here is in life, is that make your own traditions. If you don't like eating animal flesh on Thanksgiving, so be it, then don't. If you want to feed people, this is another thing we used to do too, is that we would make sandwiches and then we would go and like hand them out too. Or we'd go to the homeless shelter and we would feed people. Or we would collect food for food drives. That's a big thing. And let me tell you, over at the Dragon of the Rose, they do have a food drive going on out there. There's a basket for it. And, um, you know, we like to support our own. So if you do happen to have a can or two, take it over to the Dragon of the Rose. Because it's got to be non-perishable, y'all. Non-perishable. So a, a can of something or, or, you know, whatever. Just a can. Not expired over there that would be awesome or you know if that's too far away for you hey there's got to be a, a, a shelter or a kitchen somewhere that needs your help one of my friends his name is bad or was a friend of mine his name was badger he used to every thanksgiving he would go out to the shelter and he would go to the soup kitchen and that's what he did one year i ended up buying blankets my friend sarah and i we paid for mosquito nettings for Ethiopian children for malaria, something like that. So if you feel like you are not giving thanks accordingly because of the horrible things that happened to the Native Americans in the past, please do remember this is the past and there's no way that we can make up for the bad things we did in the past. So we've got to doubly up it good for the current state today so we can make up for all the screw ups for the future. 
So if you feel like, oh man, I'm never going to be able to atone what the other people did to people back then. Okay. Well, you can't, there's that starfish story. I don't know if any of you ever heard of it. There's this storm, right? And this kid sees on this beach all these starfish that come ashore because of this storm. And some of them are not in the water, so they're dying. Oceans and thousands of starfish are like in the ocean. So what he does is he starts taking a pail and picking all these starfish up and chucking them back in the ocean. Chucking them back in the ocean so they can live. This old guy, he sees this kid and he's like, hey, Sonny, I hate to tell you this, but all of these starfish are going to die no matter what you do to try to save them. And the kid looks at him. The brilliance of the ages. Kid looks at him and says, you know, you're absolutely right. I cannot save all these starfish, but I can save this one. And he chucks them in the ocean. I can save this one. Chucks in the ocean. And the old man starts helping him throw the starfish into the ocean. So the moral to the story, and I hope if you had never heard of that, now you've heard the starfish story. So, yeah, okay, in the past, we cannot atone for the people that had slaves. We cannot atone for the people that hurt indentured servants. We cannot atone for the genocides of so many different nations and so many different countries. However, we can make the future a better place by starting today, now, which is the present. So... It, it, go save a turtle. Go save a fish. Go f- help animals at the at the animal shelter. Go feed like people at a soup kitchen. Just get some extra blankets and give them to the you know people that need it. There's always people that need toys and stuff for kids. There's people that always need toys and bitey things for puppies and the shelters. There's always somebody who desperately needs something to help. And you're sitting here going, oh, I don't have any money to do that. You don't always need money. Sometimes all you got to give out is some time. Maybe they just need somebody to lick some stamps. Maybe they just need something that you have that you don't know you could offer. You don't know unless you try. So on that note, I cannot wait this Thanksgiving or post Maybon, <laughs> post Samhain, Samhain 2.0. I cannot wait to sit back with my partner, watch Adam's family values, and then go have dinner with their family, which is now my family. And then after that, go back home and probably eat some sort of vegetarian dessert with my friend who, you know, I live with, our our friend that we live with, and, you know, probably pet a cat and maybe, just maybe start setting up my Yule tree. And we'll see where it goes from there and give thanks and do some donating. And yeah, that's pretty much it as far as that goes. Moving right along. Before I forget, I had a special request to, I had a special request from my friend Jake, hi Jake, to tell the tale of the Thanksgiving that my Uncle Mike totally ruined my father's day. And on this glorious Thanksgiving day, it was ironically the same day that my Aunt Diane showed up in Buckskins. 
It was the same day that we had all decided that we didn't want to celebrate Thanksgiving with my other side of the family anymore. Um, (laughs) So it became a little more staggered that I didn't see so much of my other side of the family as much after this occasion of what my uncle did on Thanksgiving. For those that do not know, my Uncle Mike, bless his little heart, liked to smoke doobies. Now, if you don't know what a doobie is, back in the 70s and the early 80s, he liked to smoke weed. Okay, he's dead now, so he, he can't be arrested for something he did in the past. So, bless his heart wherever he is, out in the heaven, in the veil, in the cosmos. I love you, Uncle Mike, wherever you are. But he used to grow weed. And... He had a lot of weed this one Thanksgiving. He was harvesting. He was like, look, I'm performing Maybon. And I'm like, what are you doing? I never knew what it was. They used to call it Roquefort dressing to me and my sister, Domini. It's Roquefort dressing. It's the spices for Roquefort dressing. Ranch dressing. And we're like, oh, okay, whatever. Because no clue. We were oblivious children. And I had no idea it was weed. And he was dehydrating his weed and separating seeds and stems around Thanksgiving time. And my dad came in with an attitude and just like big old blustery, like boom, boom. I know all the things. I'm such a smart guy. Now, to give you an example of my father, not to diss my father in any way, shape or form. But if you've ever seen the movie, The Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, I want you to take an image here. Take the character Leonardo DiCaprio plays in The Wolf of Wall Street and make it William Shatner. That is my father, or was my father. Is my father? Whatever. But that type of character, that he was a character, my father. I know everything. (laughs) So, you know, it was this kind of moment where I sat there. I was a kid. My Uncle Mike, my Aunt Diane my mom they were trying to keep the rest of the family mellow and calm and cool and collected and here we are my uncle mike and my dad were getting into it the, my uncle mike was a meat cutter and he was doing really good but my dad was saying he was pulling my dad used to have a notorious tendency to show up in three-piece suits at the beach and he was like hi i'm da 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 and you know what's your name worth again? And I watched him actually do that one time. Hi, I'm Badger. I'm a, how much is your name worth? I'm like, dad, really? Yikes. You know, that was my dad. So yeah, very seventies. I mean, he was the embodiment of a character on Columbo. No joke. He, he, he was a suspect on Columbo, but I loved him. He was my dad and I wouldn't be where I am today psychologically maybe if not for my father all the things that I that made me me I wouldn't trade for the world to be honest with you anyway so my uncle Mike was tired of listening to my dad's BS so he was like with his bumper crop of dehydrator full of weed not I'm oblivious and he my aunt Diane and my mom were making this huge bowl of stuffing so big old thing of stuffing and here's the turkey and he looks at the dehydrator full of weed and he looks at the stovetop stuffing and he looks at my father who he wants to have shut up and he looks again at the whole bumper crop full of weed and he looks again at the turkey and he looks again at the stovetop can you see where I'm going with this story 
It was the first time that the whole family ate entirely everything at that table. No joke. All the food was gone because they were all stoned out of their minds. No joke. And my father actually ordered takeout Chinese food and delivery food, delivery pizza and delivery Chinese because he was starving, he said. Because my father, for the first time probably in his entire life, had a case of the munchies. My father was having the munchies and my uncle Michael, who was like a father to me, laughing his butt off because he knows my dad has the munchies and my dad is super oblivious and just spacing out, staring at his hand. And my grandmother can't stop cackling and the rest of the family is all cackling and laughing and my uncle Mike is just so proud as proud can be because he had put the entire bumper crop for that next month of weed dehydrated in the stovetop stuffing and let me tell you that was a lot of stuffing and that was a lot of food and I have never seen a happier group of normally angry drunkard Irish German people in my life so there you go Jake there's your story. Love ya. Okay, well, let's see. We've talked about my Uncle Mike growing a whole bumper crop of weed and shoving it into a turkey and watching my dad order $248 worth of Chinese food and pizza. Um, we've talked about how I celebrate Thanksgiving and thank you Charles Adams for making that possible every year. We've talked about trying to do good with the universe and trying to help others. Okay, we've done that. Talked about Thanksgiving. What's left that I was going to talk about? Oh, yes. Psychic vampires are just negative people on social media. Okay, guys, let's be blunt here. And I am guilty of this too. Some of us have people that, you know, I don't know if any of you know this, but like this last year was a very hard year for me. I found out that there were certain people that I thought were friends that I've known for a very long time that they became very short-sighted. And let's just say you start seeing things about some people in your life you're like oof oh no 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 that does not jive with who I am now bye and you kind of carry residual of negativity and then you realize that I have to tell you there was a moment where I was looking online and I wanted to see if they were suffering the way they made me suffer and that's not cool because you should just be happy you're alive. You should be happy you're doing positive things. You know, the best revenge is living well. And I have always been one of those people that, you know, the best revenge is living fantabulously. So if you feel like you have FOMO or fear of missing out or someone has done you dirty and you want to see if they're suffering the way you think they should suffer for hurting you, don't give in to that hate. That is a special kind of hate, which is dark. And you know what? I had to block some people because of that. And I just did it today. And 
it's an uplifting feeling because you don't care anymore and you don't have to deal with their life or their drama or their bull any longer and whatever happens and maybe you lose and sacrifice things along the way to get from point a to point b to point c but remember this this is your life this is your family or your partners or your pet's life nobody else's and they can't take that from you and there are people that are very negative and they like to feed off of negativity and make positive people negative because positive people taste better as far as negativity is concerned. Positive people should attract positive people and negative people should attract negative, more negative people. Because what is it they say, you know, falling amongst us, your peers, basically. And we reflect the people, the five people that we hang out with the most in life. So be positive people. So negative people like to go towards positive people because quite, quite honestly, their energy must taste better. Positive people energy tastes better than negative energy people. So, you know, negative energy doesn't taste as yummy as positive energy to some negative people. So don't be a victim of negativity and salt everything. Just light your incense, light your candles, get out of negative situations if you can. And if not, sage everything down. Holy water, salt water, and sage it all. Sage it all down. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is that negative people never really change. And sometimes people can change. It is true. I've seen people change for the positive. But in the long run, as far as other people that think, oh, I'm not negative, you're negative. But yeah, they're really negative. You don't need to be a part of that crap. Nobody does. I don't, you don't. Don't feed into the hate. Don't feed into drama. Don't feed into the, the crap show and the, the poop salad. Don't feed into the poop salad. Don't be a crouton in a poop salad. And, you know, I know I try to sound funny and ha-ha, try to get through all this, but I do that so maybe it sinks in. You know what I'm saying? Does it sink in? Does it make sense? Am I... Am I getting through? And yeah, I had some negative people in my life. I don't anymore. And now I'm ready. And I think you are too, to move on with your life and be happy. Life is too short to be down. Good God. Gods. You know, be happy. You know, find your spark. Find your smile. Find that which makes you happy and go towards it. As long as it's not harming anybody else. There you go. So anyway, that's pretty much it for me today. I can talk more about other stuff later, but that was the big thing I wanted to talk about was, yeah, even I myself can still fall prey to getting into that, oh, what's happening with so-and-so? Oh, what about so-and-so? Yeah, social media is great and everything, but you can have this beautiful word called block. If negative people are tracking you down or trying to hound you, block them, report them. You don't need it. Walk away. You don't need to feel like you're missing out on anything because life is a banquet and some people are starving to death. Thank you, Rosalind Russell, anti-mame for saying that line. Anyway, this is TJ Pandora Tear. I love you guys. Zen hugs to all y'all. And I will see you next time, probably sooner than you think. Take care. Bye-bye. 
Again, special thanks to The Dragon and the Rose in Orange County, California. You can find them online or actually on Instagram at the Dragon and the Rose or dragonandtherose.com for all your metaphysical needs. Take care. Mwah. Thank you.